0: All right, this is for gary everybody
1: you came from heaven's earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my dear to pay Hallelujah. from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name on high praise god mm. praise god man y'all hit record J. Dave, and you are listening to
0: The Bad Apples Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is gospel recording artist Paul Bill Jr., and you're listening to The Bad Apples Podcast. Hey, this is Will Bank New Heights Church, and you're listening to The Bad Apples Podcast. Hello, people near, far, and all the way around God's beautiful world. This is Jackson
1: Price, worship leader at Hope Church, and you're listening to The Bad Apples Podcast. We live a bad day.
0: We live
1: a Man, here we are. We're back. Bad Apples Podcast. Back again. Yep. Yep. How are you doing? I'm doing alright. Yeah? I'm doing alright. Yeah. So I want to start this out. And I want to ask you a question specifically. Okay. Garrett LaVault, what I would think would be a youth pastor extraordinaire, um, what I would think would be worship leader aficionado. Aficionado. Um, (laughs) You know, I think this is an age-old question. It's an age-old debate, probably been debated for the better part of 10 to 15 years. Okay. But I feel like our listeners deserve to hear our opinions on this. Um, it's a very debated, debated, and controversial song lyric.
0: Oh, you it's, probably know where it's, I'm going. It's sloppy
1: wet. Oh! It's always sloppy wet. <laughs> I knew you were going to go. Mm, I knew you were going to know.
0: I, I, uh, you know when. Dang it! When I first started singing that song, when it first came out, it was I, I went un, unforeseen all the time. Yeah, how he loves more, is what we're talking about. It felt more dignified. Um, sure, but uh, after like you know. After somebody somebody explained like it to me, like if you're not comfortable with that level of intimacy with God, mm. you know, like that was the piece. And and as somebody who has very like my uh, my spirit field comfort comfort level is pretty low, um, like, so um, sloppy wet is my concession to uh, to awesome. the the spirit filled folk of the world. Uh, yeah. You know, not that I you know. <laughs> um, not that I don't believe the spirit moves. I definitely do. I just know that, like, I am such a control freak, freak that mm-hmm. I keep a keep a hold on that. And it's it's actually funny that we're talking about this, because, like, yeah. there's, um... So, Jackson, he who's he's sang some songs on the, here yep. before. Just one or multiple songs? Uh, he did the Christmas song. I knew he did the Christmas song. Yeah, and he did an intro. Oh, yeah, and he did an intro. Okay. So, Jackson, friend of the show, um... Yep. He, uh he was telling me about this this revival that's happening yeah at, right now um at Asbury University in Wilmore Kentucky Wilmore Kentucky yeah and so i mean like that that sort of thing it is uh it's out there and you know he's super pumped about it he was talk, talking about like something like that has happened before there yeah and uh but it's been at this point so just so you know by the time you're listening to this the super bowl is over but right now mm-hmm. it's friday it's you friday. know it's Friday. So, um it's good Friday. Yeah, it is a good Friday. It is not good Friday, but it is, well, you know.
1: It's one of the good Fridays it is, of the year.
0: Yeah. And so, uh yeah, anyway, like th- that it started on a Monday. The the chapel wow. service started wow. at Asbury on a Monday. It's still rolling. Man. And uh they're expecting it to like, you know, just keep on going through the weekend. Wow. Um, wow. So, um the spirit of the Lord's moving there. We, you know, um it's it's cool to see. That's cool it to is. see it uh, is. and so like uh you know that i've never seen anything like that the closest it's been for me is like i've been to passion a bunch of times and passion is yeah. amazing and yeah um, i love what what louis giglio and his team
1: is about mm-hmm. um have you ever been to passion Man, i haven't so funny story raleigh sadler who we've been talking about uh-huh. with let my people go he actually when he was the campus uh ministries director at west virginia state he would take the kids to yep. the students to Passion, and the year that I was uh, supposed to go, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I wasn't able to go. They went, And man, I was super bummed lame. I missed it because McCray ended up being there. Oh yeah, I was like, man, it's yeah, we awesome. would we would have been there together. That's incredible. Like, uh,
0: that's yeah. incredible. No, I I want to go back this year. They're they're doing another dome, um, okay, uh, dome event this year in in the Mercedes Benz uh, Arena in, in Atlanta, wow. and so there'll be like sixty some thousand kids there. Um, it's amazing. Which I, wa- I want to take some of our college kids. And I want to take uh, the, the seniors, this year's seniors. And me. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> I don't want to go do it. And it's something that we, like Emily and I, we, we went when we were in college. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, we're recording this in my office. There's a picture, um, that <laughs> picture over there you see next to the bluey. Okay. Yeah, that was, um, you guys can't see it, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah. um, that was invisible. taken when we were very young. And wow. at passion as college kids, How and sweet, dude. so uh, yeah, we we took kids back, and and it, it's amazing, you know, it's amazing what happens when, um, you know, when the spirit of the Lord hits college students in yeah. such a way, it's like you know, it's you're just in that tension of being a kid yeah. and being an adult, and there's so much pressure that happens there, uh, but when when um the, the spirit takes hold of mm-hmm. students in that space. Like, there's so much potential energy, yeah, and I got to see it like not just in worship or you know, and people's lives changing, yep. Um, which was cool, it was all I mean, it, you know, it was always awesome to see thousands of people stand up because right. they they they'd heard the gospel for the first time, you yeah. know, wow. Um, even if they've heard it like, heard it contextually a million times, sure. but they, they receive the gospel the first time and, Different moment. Um, yep. yeah. And it's so cool. But like, um, that's actually where I first heard of end it movement and like the, the slavery crisis and okay. stuff we've been talking about with let my people go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like one year, we raised million, uh, millions of dollars, millions of dollars to, to help end human trafficking and stuff. But we're excited about let my people go. I want you to talk more
1: about our friend. Yeah. Raleigh. Raleigh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys uh, get connected to Let My People Go, lmpg.org. Go there, get some resources. Uh, figure out how you can jump in to this fight to end human trafficking. If you're kind of lost on what what are we talking about with human trafficking, how is it such a big ordeal? What does it look like uh, for you know for this to be such a big crisis? He also has a book called Vulnerable, um, and it's literally talking about human trafficking, how uh certain vulnerable people are targeted, how it what that looks like and how we can get engaged with that. So, um, you know, check out his book and, you know, do it. Yeah. lmpg.org. Make sure you check them out. Follow them on social media. Follow Raleigh Sadler on social media. Get connected. Jump in the fight.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited about I'm excited about being partners with them. I'm excited about a lot of things. I'm excited about our conversation today. Um, we are uh, we're we're going to be looking at our ten essentials. Ooh, now something that's essential. Like so, okay. Let me back up here mm-hmm, real quick. Mm-hmm. Now this is something. It's a direct rip off of GQ. Okay. Direct rip off of GQ. They do this on their YouTube channel. I love it. I love watching them. This so the thought,
1: DA version of of the of the GQ. Yeah okay yeah so the what the ba version
0: oh god apples yeah, okay. bro um, <laughs> my goodness. know the uh, brand yeah, yeah yeah my bad my bad <laughs> um so we are we're gonna we're gonna look at our 10 essentials what's funny though yeah. is that we've compared lists to make sure we don't have too much overlap we did um but neither of us had coffee on here but coffee is crucial to both of us yeah you know i what think we just kind of thought
1: that that was taken for granted actually you know me. what on my on my original list i did and then yep. i forgot that i had it on there so yep.
0: well we're we're drinking coffee today tell us about what kind of coffee we're drinking
1: dude we are having black rifle coffee company now uh this is a little bit nostalgic for me the first podcast that i ever had native souls podcast shout out to you boys uh, we featured black rifle coffee um, on this podcast that was our very first coffee we tried Um, And we're having Black Rifle here today. Uh, We started with the uh, Silencer Smooth. Is that right, Garrett? Yeah. Uh, Master Coffee Chef Mm -hmm. is uh, whipping it up on his Chemex. Now, I'm not talking about the 1999 version at Walmart. I'm talking about the original Yeah, this is is a
0: legit Chemex. This almost made my 10 essentials because I love this thing so much. Oh, for sure. uh, It was one of those things that, like, I drug my feet forever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I finally, I finally, like, I didn't buy it for myself. I asked my mom for it for Christmas because she uh-huh. was looking for something that was less than a hundred dollars to get me for Christmas. Sure, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And so, um, I've been, I've been drinking one of these every day in the office. Um, like, I will roll in with my eight cup, yeah. carafe to staff meetings and make everybody jealous. Yeah. Um. So we started with the silencer smooth. Yeah. So but, anyway, I I am sorry. I dove down the, no, the Chemex rev, I, rev. yeah, your smooth, light roast coffee, super good. Yeah. It was given to given Very to me. Acidic. It was yeah, it's really good. So now mm-hmm. we're, we we're we're two crafts in here, guys. We're yeah. just now starting on the AK47. Now we went from light roast or AK espresso to AK espresso. Yeah. And this is this is a medium roast. I saw that on the back. Okay. Yeah. But it is a fine ground. It You're is a fine not ground. You're supposed to put like super fine ground in your Chemex. Correct. So Correct.
1: we might be walking out of here
0: with black teeth.
1: We very much may be. Let's try it. Oh,
0: that's pretty good. Oh, man.
1: That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's not bad at all. Dude, so black rifle in the Chemex. I've never had black rifle in the Chemex. I really think it's a whole different ball game. Now you go on their Instagram, you go on their websites they're all about the science of coffee mm-hmm. what's the best way to make their coffee they do they do pour over all the time. They're yeah. one of the funnest brands of coffee to follow on social media because they they're hilarious yeah uh, and they and they have good calls They support veterans, they support police, all that stuff so yeah um, they' they're just a really good brand of coffee. I was worried um, because they're um, they're now in Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I was super worried about the quality, you know. Oh well, you know, like I was worried.
0: Yeah, and the mass production of coffee is—you always miss some. Yeah, you know, you you miss out on some some. Um, it's like the hands in on the process. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's it's good coffee, uh, you know. Mm. Um, so which one do you I, like better
1: between mm. the two that we I had? I don't this know. Morning. It's
0: really hard to say. I mean the. The Silencer smooth. I've, I've been drinking that this week, and I, I really liked it. Yeah, um, it's good. This is pretty good. I, I, I wonder how much better it would have been if our if we would have had whole bean. And I
1: agree. Um, I agree. So, but it, it's not bad. Man, it's, it's it's good. Which one do you like better? I'm I'm going AK, AK espresso. Definitely the best. This is the first time I've had AK espresso. I'm usually to squash that's the okay. that's the uh coffee I like from them and murdered out, which is beyond it's like uh, a dark. super dark. It's a super dark, super and it's, dark. It's super smooth for a super dark. I mean, it's still strong. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a very dark roast coffee, and I love it. Um, but this one, man, this one may it, be that, my favorite.
0: That is real I mean, it's really good. It's very smooth, it's got a lot of flavor. I mean, like I, I will like yeah. I will say that I really <laughs> expected it to be a lot more yeah. abrasive, and it's not, but um,
1: so, um Not to yeah. So where do we? Where do you stand with this with blue bottle? Blue bottle? Yeah. You don't want me to tell you because
0: you're gonna you're gonna be sad. No, I want you to. I feel like the the blue bottle. Now the stuff that you gave me, the winter blend stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, I've only got one sampling there. Uh, It felt like a lot of hype you know okay, for for okay. what it is i mean you know okay i'm sure i'm sure that there are some blend or like blends or roasts or any of other coffee that is like you know is good like yeah. you don't become upper echelon reputable right. you know right uh coffee roaster with without having a good product but mm-hmm. like compared to like this or the kicking horse that i've been mm-hmm. drinking in, in my office or okay um that other brand, that Sumatra that I, I finished off last yeah, week, was okay. so good. Um, yeah, and uh, even even the Black Rifle stuff. I mean, like I think it's all
1: Blue Bottle doesn't shine there. Okay, you know? now I, I will say standout. I'm not a winter blend. I'm not usually a blend coffee guy. Right. Um. So I won't ever probably buy that blend again. But they single origin stuff. Is it good? Leaps and bounds above the winter blend. Okay um and i i i forget that i gave you the winter blend and didn't let you try one of their single origins
0: yeah the i, I would i mean i'm always up for trying other coffee
1: yeah i've got
0: some from green day that i'm excited Gr- Not, now guys green day is green sending day. us some coffee yeah well okay well, let's see. <laughs> we talked to billy right you didn't know i i ordered some of their coffee so i'm excited about that anyway ten well, essentials just so you guys know, these are not like you know things that we have to have to survive, but they're things right. that are important to us. If you are looking for people that have more money and cooler yeah. gadgets, get on GQ's YouTube and yep. watch some celebrities talk about the things that are essential to them. Yep. Um, these are the things that are essential to us, and we're we're just gonna go back and forth. They're not in any specific order.
1: No, no, no order. And
0: so, just so like, all right, my first one for me okay. is a hat or a beanie. Like, okay. I don't, like, if you don't know me, I don't have any hair. So, like, <laughs> if you've never met me, uh, you don't know that I'm bald, but and I'm very a bald. Picture. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And uh, so I always have a ball cap on uh, right. because I'm only I'm only 31 years old. And so being, You're like, so totally young. bald at 31, yeah. you know.
1: But you make it work, man. I, I have to. You're um, like the youth pastor Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> or, dial it back. Just or Daughtry. You know, OK, that's probably more accurate um, anyway. But uh, like, yeah, so I, I've always got a baseball hat and a beanie, man. As okay. soon as as soon as it's fall, like the beanie comes out and it doesn't yeah, go away. The flannel and the
1: beanie for you.
0: Well, I, I have to. It's so cold. <laughs> like it's so cold. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway. All right. So for me, hat and beanie, one of my essentials. Yeah. So hats are on my list as well. Um, I've got a collection of hats. So mine is not, uh, for any particular reason other than I have always loved hats. Okay. Uh, back in the day being a rapper, (laughs) you wore hats. Okay. (laughs) Uh, so I fell in love with hats and, um, now I I got all kinds of different hats. I got a brand new hat on today. It's got Bigfoot on it.
0: Yeah, I did see that.
1: I love it. Found it at Farm and Home. Shout out to them supplying me the hat for the podcast today. Yeah. Talk to them. <laughs> Would you say that?
0: It sounds like we're sponsored. Exactly. We're not. But yeah, hats Farm are on and Home this. is not like <laughs> it's
1: freaking Cody Dickerson. Get that man a hat, <laughs> and he ain't paying for it. Give it to him. <laughs> no, I didn't say I didn't pay for
0: it. I just Okay, <laughs> I know. All right, but you you make it. Oh, I want to thank Farm and Home for hooking me up. Exactly. With no, <laughs> it hooked you. I, <laughs> I, I want to thank REI for uh, hooking me up with the sweater that I paid forty dollars for. Like, yeah, no, um that's hey, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Thanks, I'm always sorry. They gave me free shipping, like, dude. You know, I. So yeah,
1: hats, <laughs> hats, hats.
0: Okay, but you said that there's another one. Your your other essential that like, that's in the vein of hats. What's that
1: like? Oh yeah. So, um, I have to have every three weeks now, now they say every two weeks, but every three weeks I have to have a fresh fade. Okay. I have to, I have to be at my barber, um, hair of the dog, shout out to Logan. Um, I have to be there. He has to cut my hair every three weeks. If I go over three weeks, I'm like stressing out. So I have okay. to always have my hair fresh to death. Always been picky about it. Okay. So, but then I wear hats.
0: Okay. Hats for me barber barber for, for you yeah. so if you're keeping track at fresh home, fade yeah okay so my second one are, it, it's got to be like podcasts and okay. audiobooks okay. Pos- podcasts and audiobooks i live on them like um so far this year i just finished another book um yesterday um but i think i'm through oh shoot i think i'm through like four or five books already this year okay but it's all audiobooks and so it's like um <laughs> Cause I I just I go through them like you know I'm washing the yeah. dishes, listen to an audio book, folding clothes, listen to an audio book yeah. in the car, audio book. So do you podcast. retain? Like, are you able to retain from what you hear enough. enough? Like, there's it depends on which one what I'm listening to. Okay. So like, there's so for example, just finished um, a, a podcast I listened to the Carrie Newhart podcast and okay and he talked about um, Andy Stanley's new book about a parenting and stuff like that. Okay. So um, like. I, I retain enough of that like there's there's sound bites in there that that click mm-hmm. um i just the one i finished yesterday it was embodied um it's okay. uh, it's about transgender um transgender people through the lens of scripture and the church and how oh. we should respond to them what kind of posture uh, we need to maintain and yeah. it's a really good book really good book he gets into some theological stuff he gets into a lot of science stuff mm, there's a lot of it, it that's stuck i mean like just because it's I don't have any other frame of reference. Right. And so, so this it, is an audiobook, right? Right. Okay. Right. Now okay. the ones that like I wish I retained more of and I just need to buy the book and then go through and get the stories. Or mm-hmm. like, anything that's Malcolm Gladwell oh, or yeah, like absolutely. those kind of story stories and stuff like that. I wish that I took more time with to curate my own stash of stories that are yep. fantastic. But anyway, um podcasts, audiobooks, I'm listening to to stuff that's like uh for fun. Like yeah. you know, like I might be listening to like a book for fun. Or I might be listening to like the outside podcast is okay. one of my favorites. It is it, it's just junk food to me. So I like, tried,
1: I just jumped into audiobooks listening okay. to Irresistible by Andy Stanley. Yeah. And so I had a major problem with like I like I felt like I had to have a highlighter and and highlight stuff and and write notes. And I couldn't. But I know okay. you could do the clips. Like you can clip a yeah. portion of it. It was it took me too long. So I was like, Ah, this no, is frustrating. The,
0: the best way to do it, honestly, like if there's something that hits me hard in, yeah. in, a, in an audiobook, like I just go and I write a note, like whether it's in my notes yeah. app or something like that. Yeah, that almost made the ten essentials. As like I've been using the the notes app a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. to keep track of stuff because I, I I like pen and paper, but you just lose stuff, and that's it's true. hard to search for things with pen and paper. I have so many journals so, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying to digitize more of my notes. Anyway, that's another thing. Yeah, um, but. Podcasts, audiobooks, gotta have
1: them. Okay, so mine, my kind of to to that end would be I have to have music. Um, I have to have music in every form. Okay, um, CDs still have all my CDs. Yeah, I have to have vinyls. I'm a big vinyl guy. I Such still go a record shopping. Such a hipster.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: and uh, but my, you know, Apple Music is what I use, so I have to have music. You know, just at all. like this morning, I was sitting and I listened to like three album, three new albums that released today and um you know I'll, that's funny yeah like
0: to me I, I i i i'm a musician i like to play music yeah i and i don't like like not enjoy music but right. i very rarely just like
1: chilling mm. listening to music yep it's it's funny so my so my brain works in pod in uh, playlists okay so i have so many playlists like one of my uh i was actually showing some of the students today because they were asking me what i listen to and um the other day so i showed them one of my one of my playlists with like hip-hop albums like my favorite hip-hop albums almost three thousand, a 100 and 151 hours of just uh, just hip-hop albums that i remember from listening to from 1998 till right now jeez that's a lot of that's a lot of music (laughs) (laughs) then that's just the rap like yeah that's that's not even digging into i actually got a really extensive country playlist Mm. um that i that i have so you know it could be anything for me. Music is is definitely an essential for me. Yeah. Um, so
0: okay. Um podcasts here, audiobooks and music there. Music, yep. My next one is a um it's a print bible. Okay. Like I can't I can't be without a print bible. Amen. Now I, I I like the Bible app. I'm not saying like if sure. you if you read a digital Bible, there's nothing I mean there's Probably nothing wrong with you, but like, yeah, I um, no, uh, no, I, I, I use it and I, like, I I'll do. use it for like, if I'm in a in a spot where yeah, I, I need to find something very specific, it's easy to search. Yep. But there's something about like turning the pages of like my Bibles and knowing where things are based on like where I read it before yep. or like a sermon that I heard. And like yeah, it, there is something about a physical Bible. You can't replace it. Can. I've got a ton of them you know there's one in my bag in Me my too. car at my like 30 at my desk but like there's all they're all over the place but yeah. physical bible
1: yeah um so i'm i'm very much physical bible pro physical bible i'm if i'm in a pinch i'll go to bible app or if i'm doing a plan but i went actually went on um a very very quick and short premium bible collection and it got way expensive and i was like yeah i can't live in this life no. anymore but i got Two premium Bibles that I absolutely love. One's a Skylar NASB, Mm. uh, Goat Skin, Dark Purple. Okay. (laughs) And I got an ESV um, Heritage um, Crossway from Crossway that's phenomenal. Um, I won't even write in my Skylar, but I I mark up my my Crossway one. Okay. All right. I have to have a physical Bible. I'm with you.
0: All right. So I've been through my three. Mm -hmm. Where's your third? My third
1: third is I have to have books. Books. Physical, books physical books I I I do have some on my iPad but um I have to have a physical book mm. um I have a lot of physical books I I can't I'm not even the type that re- I read them and I can't get rid of them like okay. if I didn't like it if I hated it I'll get rid of it but I I love my books yeah and I mark them up I highlight them I keep them I go back to them I I love them I yeah. love books and now I'm digging into more books that I, you know, like the Nick Offerman books. Okay, um, I wanted I want to dive into the. Uh, I know we talked about diving into some other books like Walden and stuff like that. So I'm getting even more into books now. Yeah, uh, which I already had a problem with books. So books are without a doubt um, my essentials. One of my okay. Essentials.
0: All right, all right. I I want to keep like diving into these. Otherwise, wait, we're we're trying to get through all ten. Yeah, there's so much you can go with with, like, every one of them. Yeah. So much we yeah. can talk about. So, like, what, we're each through three, right? Yep. Okay. Um, we might have to make this a two-part. I, yeah, I did hats. <laughs> I did music, right? Okay, hats, books. music, books. Yep. Mine are, um, well, you're, yeah, you don't, no, no, you had haircuts, music. Yeah, sorry, book. haircuts, music, books. Mine is hats, uh, podcasts, or audiobooks, and then the print Bible. Um, okay, all right. So let's just let's each hit two more, okay? I'm gonna try to find some things that we don't have like things that are super similar, okay? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna pick a man. Do I want to go all right? I'm gonna go technology and I'm gonna go with something I wear, okay? Okay. All right, so let's go with the technology piece first an iPad. Now Mm. I have. A MacBook. Actually, I actually have two MacBooks, like wow. through the church. And so there's what one that God. we use for um, just the gym and projecting and that kind of stuff. And then all there's right. one that's like my, my work computer. And then, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm all Apple all the way. Yep. And um, I, I like my MacBook. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's bad, it's really good. Right. But I like the iPad even more. Sure. Now, you can't do as much. But that's kind of the beauty of it. Yeah. It's like if I've got to go write a sermon someplace, like I'm taking the iPad because like there's mm-hmm. not all of this stuff mm-hmm. that like, you know, I got tons of files on my my MacBook and yeah. you know, um like there's a lot of notifications. It's it's my it's my big workstation. Sure. And you know, here in my my office I've got like I got a dock where both of those go and they go yeah. into this massive monitor that's and beautiful. That's, that's where I do all my like my work. work. But like the iPad. Is fantastic for, like, I love it for message prep. I love it for, like, I just throw it in the bag. And if I, you know, if I have, like, a creative idea at a coffee shop, I'm, I'm typing away at that. Yeah. You know, it's great for web browsing. I love the iPad. And I got spoiled, and, and when I was at Mount Pulaski, I was up for a new computer. And I said, we can either do this MacBook with everything that I want, and it's going to be $3,500. Yeah, yeah. Or I can get an iMac. In an iPad Pro
1: for yeah,
0: yeah. It, it ended up being like two thousand dollars. Yeah, and so they're like, oh yeah, do that. So for sure, um, you know, some people are looking at their church budgets and they're like, this guy spent two grand on technology. Guys, okay. if you don't know, uh, Garrett is the youth pastor of a mega church. Okay, wait a minute. That was that, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Mount Pulaski. Oh my Which bad. was not oh, a mega oh, church. Oh, man, and this I... and Hope is not a mega church either. <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's, it's a mega church to me. Okay, it's a large <laughs> church. Um, like. Comparatively, a large church, <laughs> mega churches is like. We need to we need to do an episode where we have like the definitive levels of what is what sizes our churches. Um, I like you it. You know, like because that yeah to say that we're a mega church and that elevation is a mega church is mm. n- no, we're oh, not true. even like in the same. Shout out to Stephen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so anyway, iPad is my okay. like, piece of technology. Okay. that like. I I didn't have one when I first came to Hope. Okay. For 3 years I didn't have one. And um and then I I went to to Colorado um for my uh my retreat and I ended up actually taking one of the kids ministry iPads. Okay. Uh, because I didn't want to lose my MacBook was my thought. I had some work I needed to do. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to lose my MacBook. I just needed to do some writing. And uh so I I took that with me and I'm like I got to have one. Like this, I I missed it so much. Yeah, I great. love it for for sermon prep, where where if you do like um, your slideshows there, mm-hmm. like with Keynote, you can cast to a it's like true. you can cast to a TV that's and see true. your notes and see the slide.
1: Love it, iPad mm-hmm. for the win. That's my iPad that's for the win. Essential. So um, I have an iPad. Okay, uh, but my my essential in the realm of technology would probably have to be my MacBook Pro laptop. Okay. Um, and mainly because I record a lot. Okay. So it goes, it goes a lot of places with me. Either I'm recording music or either I'm recording a podcast. Or either, like all of my songs are on there. All of my, you know, any type of typing I'm doing is doing, I'm doing on the, on the uh, MacBook pro. Um, I would probably, I would probably prefer my iPad, but it, my, my iPad's battery. It, it just sucks. Ah, okay. Um, so I could just get a lot more time with my computer, with my laptop than I can with my, with my iPad. Now um, it may just be my iPad. Okay. Because I take mine off charge and it's dead in probably five hours. Okay. Um, So, you know, I think that's just a, I have an older model. Maybe that's just what it's doing. Um, But I do love an iPad, but my, my go-to has to be a laptop. If I have my backpack, Uh, probably seven times out of ten I have my laptop rather than my iPad.
0: Okay. All right. So laptop guy over the iPad. Yeah. Okay. So, like, our essentials have been pretty similar. That's very true. Like, all the way up through here. Yeah. So I got to go with something I know is not on your list. Okay, okay. Okay. For me, it is Pair of Thieves underwear. (laughs) Like, okay. Okay, you got to explain this. Is a brand. Okay, okay. It's a brand. So w- <laughs> many years ago, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think I've been wearing a pair of thieves for the last, like, seven years. Dang. So what happened was, like, I just, I, I found that the Fruit of the Loom wasn't cutting it. Okay. Wow. And, that's what I have on. Yeah. And, and. uh Can you show me? N- n- <laughs> no. Fruit of Loom wasn't cutting it, weirdo. Um, <laughs> and, like, there, the, like. Um, premium sort of boxer briefs and stuff or mm-hmm. boxers and that kind of... It was so expensive. Yeah. And it's really just like upgraded Fruit of the Loom. Yeah. And so it's like... Anyway, I went to Target. They had a pair of thieves. I was okay. like, you know what? These are a little bit more expensive than what I'd want to pay for underwear. Okay. But they're super soft <laughs> and they they got to be better than what I got right now. So are they boxers or are they briefs? They are. Okay, so these are like the... The boxer briefs now, I like the long like the long ones so they have Ooh. ones that have like they they go down to where they're like four inches above my my knee okay um so they like oh my gosh the the, the you need to get some it's I'll, like the' if they're at target I'll try them out it's not the there's there's they're, they're super fit is what they're called okay not the super super soft super soft is still like it's like a t-shirt material it's like it, they're comfy but they're not as as long lasting. I kid you not. I've been wearing these these underwear for the last seven years, mm. and I add to my collection, and I'm never throwing them away because they don't rip. They don't Are rip. You serious? I'm serious. Like so. Oh, yeah. Uh, my cousin and I we play pickleball together. <laughs> it's a funny story. Um, he had a underwear malfunction um, while oh, playing, no. and so um, he he was talking about that and just like the how terrible that was, and he was wearing like Under Armour. Uh, underwear, so oh, expensive wow. underwear, yeah, for sure. And so I was like, dude, all right, pair of these, half the price.
1: And if they rip, I'll buy another pair. And Target, at Target, like, dude, I gotta check them out. They're, they're fantastic. You will not go back. Yeah, like, oddly enough, I've actually been in the in the um, space to buy new underwear because I've had Fruit of the Loom from JCPenney yeah. forever because it's buy one get one fifty percent off. Yeah. So I tried American Eagle, and just too stiff. Yep. Um. So I, yeah, I'll, dude, I'm sold. Pair of thieves underwear, life changing. Listen to that, guys and like, ladies. It's a Valentine's Day weekend. Buy your man. Yeah, there you go. Buy your man. Uh, it.
0: It. Yeah, they are. They are excellent. Everybody should check them out. As weird as it may sound, like they are the perfect underwear. Because the it. other thing that's like, I could go on forever about them. But they're like this sport mesh sort of thing. Like okay. so, they're they they breathe really well. But Ooh. what's great is that like. If you're in a situation, like at camp, and you packed too few pair of underwear, uh, like, you can wash them in the sink, no and then way. they will dry out. Like, like just, like, you just hang them up to dry, dry. Like, because they're yeah. that mesh. Like You wring them out, you set, like, set them out to dry, they're dry, they're clean. I've got to try them. Like, they're fantastic. Pair of these underwear, everybody got essential. All right. That's All
1: right. number five for me. So that's number five for you. All right, here's my number five. Um, I was going to go along the same lines as like article of clothing, but I think I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to go, since we're talking about underwear, I have to have mint chill dude wipes, mint chill dude wipes. Dude, I'm just going to like, I'm going to throw it out there. My butt is pampered. Okay. (laughs) Like it's a diva and it's clean, bro. It's clean. I'm a big guy. You know? (laughs) And I've got to keep it clean.
0: (laughs) If people are still listening to this, I have no idea. Like, you know, they have to be looking at this like these two idiots, they have the same essentials and then they differentiate
1: here at underwear and wipes. I've gotta have the and I've gotta have the dude wipes. Yeah. So I want I wanna give a little bit of a backstory. So I never knew what these were, I never knew that you could like you know, I knew there were baby wipes or whatever. So we were at camp. Um I was at a youth camp. We were working a youth camp in West Virginia. Yeah. And I was staying with my friend Kyle and huge shout out to Kyle. I love you Kyle. He got me hooked on these things. We we laughed and we called them flushies, okay? Okay. They were the Equate Walmart Walmart brand of flushable wipes. Uh-huh. And you know, you know, you know the camp life. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know I don't know what your camps look like. But like for us it was it was heat all day. We were outside yeah. all day, cabins with no air conditioner. We so did gross. get to stay in the uh the ministry lodge because we were working. So we got to stay in there. And you know, there was some chafing. There was some uncomfortable times yeah. and he said, Man, I got these these flushies and we just laughed like what what is a flushy so they were equate flushables so then i i went down this rabbit hole of having to have flushies in my life having to have these flushables yeah so then i found i saw on shark tank these dude wipes right and i said what is this so i found them at walmart found dude wipes mint chill and i said i'm never going back so that's my essential everywhere i go every trip i go dude wipes are in my bag.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to be completely 100% transparent. I have the same thing, like the <laughs> yes, independent, no. individually packaged ones. They're in my bag all the time. Let's uh, go now. But as a dad, like I have like baby wipes in in my oh, my sure. bag all the time sure. because like I I don't like sticky hands and faces and right. like dirty kids. So like baby wipes are my go-to. and yeah. we have baby wipes everywhere, and when we're out of baby wipes. It's a bad day. It's dude, like yeah. when, when we are like, Hey, that was the last package. Yeah. It's like, go now, get baby wipes now because we we live and die with those things. But the I dude wipes it. are awesome. Actually, I don't know, do you remember the prime buttons? You know what I'm talking about? Like the little the little restock buttons that you could hit with Amazon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Wow. And they would
0: automatically order. Yes. Um so as a joke, Emily got me a dude wipe prime button to oh and I stuck gosh. it to I stuck it to the um Like our sink right next to the toilet. I forgot Um, about
1: those things. So yeah. And so every time
0: every time I ran out of dude wipes, I just hit the button and it would automatically order them for me. So your dude wipes too. Uh yeah, not anymore. I Uh, I have kids and and it got too expensive to keep up with dude wipes. The only the only dude wipes I have are the ones that are like individually again, individually packaged. Gotcha, the smaller ones. Yeah. And so those go with me backpacking,
1: like in the airport, like everywhere. Yeah, dude. Love those. I'm telling you they're fantastic. Um there there is a brand um that Walmart carries called Good Wipes. Okay. And they're a little bit cheaper um and they're cedar. They smell like cedar. Okay. And I like those too, but I'm still such a, a Dude Wipes guy. You know, brand loyal. Brand loyal
0: forever, for sure. So, all right, so Cody, let's let's dive into like something a little deeper here. Ooh, all right. Something deeper than Dude Wipes. Deeper than Dude Wipes. Um that's gross. Um, <laughs> next time we'll go through the rest of our top 10. Yeah. I'm excited about those. Um, but want to hit, what are you learning about right now? As a guy who said you love books, you're yeah. reading books, you talked about Irresistible a little bit. Yeah. You know, I want to know from you, what is it that's on your radar right now? What's been challenging you?
1: Um, so, there's, so there's a couple things. Okay. So I'll briefly hit one. And then maybe we can deep dive into the second one. Okay. So the first thing that I'm that I'm kind of relearning right now is I'm reading this book called I've mentioned it before, The Twelve Things God Did with Our Sin. Uh huh. And it's just very refreshing to see and read and be reaffirmed and reassured that God is really not in the business of remembering our sin. Okay. He's not in the business of reminding us of our sin. He's not in the business of holding our sin over our heads. Uh, What he has done with our sin is he has put it on his son once and for all. Now and forever, it's covered. And um, and and I'm kind of also learning that God is such a loving God, but he's also a just God. So not only is he forgiving of our sin, but he dealt with our sin. Yeah. So it's not like he's this kumbaya God who's up there saying, nah, "I don't care if you sin." Yeah. I don't care. No, he cares. He cared enough to put it on his son. And so I'm kind of looking at it in that vein because I think sometimes we can get infatuated with grace and mercy, and we can almost kind of lose ourselves in, ah, "I'm good." Yeah. I'm. I'm. And and that's fine. But I think we need to remember the fact that no, God is so loving, but he's also so just that he dealt with our sin. And that's a very, very important thing to him to both love us and to deal with our sin, that he cared about our sin so much that he put it on his son, um, and his son had to be forsaken so that we would not be forsaken. So that's the first thing. Okay. Um, The second thing is I've just kind of been um, really looking at the church in a different way. Okay. Um, I think coming from a very rigid and and i i don't I don't mean that in a bad way, but a very like you know um rigid structure of a an organization of a church this is this is what it is this these are the rules these are the these are the regulations these are the laws. bless God, these are the things you need to do to be holy, these are the things that you need to do to get God's favor. you do this so that your prayers will be answered. you tied this so coming from that and kind of going through everything I went through. It was a very long process of I don't want to say de you know deconstructing because that's a very taboo word right now. Eh, um, kinda, but it was it, I had to do a lot of breaking, not only personally, but looking at the church. There was yeah. a lot of breaking that had to be that had to happen, and so right now I feel like I'm looking at the church in a way that's it's. it's We've got to look at it and and say, this is not a building. Like, the church is a church, yes, the church, we're in a building, fine. But the church itself is not a building. It's a living organism. And I worry a lot. Like, I I read what Paul's talking about in, in Ephesians 2, where he's talking to the Jews and the Gentiles, and he's talking about how, hey, you all were once aliens and strangers. You were all alienated from God. But what Jesus did is he brought us all together. Mm-hmm. All walls were tore down. Everything was, was made, you know, accessible again through Jesus. So I think what I think about is, um, like, we look at people who come into the church, and I'm not saying every church is like this. I just look at the church and I think we are looking at people and we are determining whether or not they belong in the church when they do belong in the church. And we're kind of in that same vein that Paul was talking to the Jews and Gentiles about. And he's saying, hey, guys, we're all a part of this because of Jesus. Yeah. There's no more laws and and or, or there's no more things that we can look at and say, hey, this is, you can't be in this. You can't come in now. You, you don't have access now. No, Jesus took that and he said, "No, I'm giving you all access to yeah. this," and so it, it it does worry me a little bit. I think when I look at the church um, today, and I see so many people who no longer find the church irresistible, like they did back in the day. Yeah, like and I when I say back in the day, I let me go back when i back in the bible times
0: you're saying like acts in acts
1: yeah um when you talk about the way yeah this group of people and the church was irresistible and that's kind of what the the book you know irresistible is about and it really kind of hit me hard because i'm like man you know what are we doing and how do how do we how do we fix it and can we fix it
0: you know what i mean yeah so all right. So just so we're like all on the same page, I'm trying to connect some dots here. Yeah, so sure. you're having these renewed thoughts about the church, really looking at your past experience. Yeah. I like that you said deconstructing. Okay because I, I think like that, it too. I think it's important that like, you know, we we frame that correctly. Like deconstruction is something that like is crucial mm-hmm. if you're going to if you're if you're going to like take your faith seriously, there's a certain amount of deconstructing you have to do. I agree um and so like for uh, everybody like n- is labeling deconstruction as this thing that's like oh this is your step before leaving the faith well, yeah yeah th- it is is if you have decided that questions are not allowed and mm. so like that's, that's like you know uh, for us to say that deconstruction is this pathway to leaving your faith behind well it's only that way if if it was like hey Cody you got to quit quit asking questions. All right. Yep. Like you, you you know. Yep. Everybody is included in the church kind of. So like but you need to quit quit what you're doing. You already yes. belong just shh, like get in line. Anyway, that's right. If we if we look at deconstruction as something negative and that's our posture towards questions that are mm-hmm. asked, it's always going to be broken. And I think deconstruction is going to happen whether we've labeled it as like a boogeyman thing or not it's it's going to happen anyway deconstructing that's good sorry rabble. no that's good um deconstructing your thoughts on the church inclusivity versus exclusivity this is all coming from your your dive into irresistible yeah um, and
1: and a little bit before that like okay. I, I was kind of like you know this new year i was kind of just you know i feel like i have come out of this very um you know this season of 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 breaking personally and i went through you know went through divorce went through everything i went through with that and i feel like this year kind of all of that's off of me okay you know what i mean yeah so i'm looking at it differently and saying okay how can how can we do this differently mm-hmm. because the the god that i found in the middle of this crazy season the jesus that i found is not the one that that I thought I had found. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah.
0: So you're you're feeling more, you're feeling like I don't know. Just to kind of rephrase what you what you're saying. And, yeah, yeah. But like to, you're saying that as somebody who was divorced or somebody who had gone through just some some big, um, you know, I'm gonna say like some embarrassing things Absolutely. that Absolutely. that that came out, um, and just kind of feeling very separated from yeah. From God and the church and and yeah. really all those other things instead, what you found was was grace. And yeah. it's like um, you you found a Jesus who has a different posture towards you than you initially had thought of. Absolutely. If you behave, I'll I will love you. Instead, it's Absolutely. like I love you, and I have something better for you than yes. than what you are doing right now. But what you do right now, even if it doesn't change, it doesn't change the way I feel about you. Yes, and so like that kind of posture of Jesus, it it, it it does change things and i think that like that that opens um uh, that opens the door to these these conversations mm-hmm. where people have who have felt outside of the church because they've been deconstructing That's or it. they've been they've been wrestling with habitual sin or they yeah. um you know come from a different background or have different baggage or you know whatever the things are um they feel like they don't have a place in church and yeah.
1: and, and so Now it was it was it's like now I have these these parameters off of me as far as denominationally Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling for broken people. Like my heart really breaks for broken people. Um and that's I think that's all people. Yeah. But I'm but I'm also looking at the people who are not usually looked at and i'm thinking man how can we connect them to jesus like the lgbtq community like the transgender community like these people who are who are so kind of cast to the side and like oh we can't do nothing with them they're just sinners they're you know whatever they're an abomination and i'm and i'm thinking no they're broken just like us yeah and how like i'm broken they're broken we're all broken like so how do we how do I make that connection, and how do, how do I point them to the Jesus that found me? Because let's be honest, I didn't find him. He was never lost. I found him. No, he found me. I mean, what I meant. He found me. I was that sheep that, yeah. that ran away from the 99 who thought they were good, and he ran after me. And, and so I've never—I've ne- I've preached that a lot of times, but I've never experienced it until I experienced it. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just, I guess my heart is just so full of that, that I look at the church and I, I don't look at it in a negative way. I love the church. But there are things that really convict me or, or, or bother me. And it, it you know, um, it just makes me sad. It, it, it breaks my heart because, man, there's a Jesus yeah, who's very real and will come after you in your worst state in your worst place and
0: you know yeah and and it's it's fun that you, you are in irresistible irresistible is one of those books that like when i look at books that have really shaped my faith mm-hmm. um it it's one of the books i mean yep. like in the last in the last 5 years that have challenged me more and and yep. caused me to like reexamine what i say and and what i think i mean like if you've read the book and you're like, oh man, Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley's a heretic. You know, we can talk about that sometime. But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it. But the the truth of the matter is, he does lean into some things mm-hmm. that are really important for all Christians, yep. but especially church leaders to be thinking about, yep. because um, it, we really have to we have to think about um, who God is and who Jesus is as like. Um, beings with personality, um, and beings that are, 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 um, well, I mean, they're, they, they have, they are not bound by our thoughts of who they are. And so like, um, and so that what we've projected them to be Mm -hmm. doesn't make them who they are. They, they are who they are. And so, um, anyway, change that up, change the way I viewed the Bible, um, changed the way I talked about the Bible. Yep. Um and and again, it, it's a valuable read and yep. I'm excited to hear and what happens. Th- and what I think people
1: um sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, more. you're good. I think people are looking at it with those parameters that I'm talking about and and they're trying to stay in this very cookie cutter uh view of Christianity and Jesus and they're they're saying, "Oh, he's a heretic." Oh, but but I don't think they're really hearing what he's trying to say. Yeah. And and I I've heard what he has said and what he's been saying, and I'm thinking, man, they're not getting it, they're not getting what he's trying to say here and, and if they would read the book, it really opens up like I said, I'm not too far into it yet, but even just the first two three chapters, it's like, oh my gosh, this is spot on, yeah, to what I've been thinking and what I've been feeling and it just my friend um in San Francisco, he pastors in the tenderloin of San Francisco, he planted a church there. And I call him my friend. He's very much a spiritual mentor to me. Um, he sent me this book. And he said, you have to read this. This changed the way I looked at church and the Bible. Yeah. And, um, and I, I've had it. And then you started talking about it, and I said, man, I, this, now's the time I need to read this. Yeah. So all of my books went to the side, and I said, this is next. So I'm finishing up the, the 12 things God did with your sin, but I'm, I'm in... Irresistible right now.
0: Yeah. So irresistible is fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about what you're gonna get out of that. And I want to have like a deep dive conversation on yeah. some of those things. But you've teed up this idea mm-hmm. um that I, I want to talk about really maybe briefly. Okay. But excuse me, it's the tension it's the tension we see in the church mm-hmm. of is the church for believers mm. or is the church for the lost? mm And so Here I mean the right answer is it's a little bit both. But like there's there's this question of what we do on Sunday morning, is it is it for people who are already saved? Mm. Or is what we do on Sunday morning on the weekend or whatever, yeah, is it for the person who is far from God and Mm. wants to meet God for the first time? Does the church as an entity exist for the people who are already a part of the church? Or does it exist for people outside the church? Oh wow. The right answer is obviously both. Obviously both. But yeah. how do we walk in the tension oh, of those two things? Yeah. And so um that that is like that is so key. And and um I, I've had some pretty heated conversations with people right. on both sides of it because as church people, yeah, like as church people, we really like what we get on Sunday mornings. Absolutely. Like yeah. and if we're not fed here, we're going to find someplace right. else. It's that to be feeling fed. station on our yep. journey, you, you know? know. And I'm not saying that the church shouldn't be a place sure. where you are, you hear solid teaching and you're, you're convicted and you are given this opportunity to worship collectively. Yeah, I think that's important. I, yeah, I, I believe that's important. I, absolutely. But I also believe that right now, the number one way that people are beginning a relationship with 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 Jesus mm-hmm. it's they're coming to church now they might be invited Amen. to church like like to a service or something and i think that's important like you know so i'm not discounting that the personal relationship side sure. of those things yeah. but there's a lot of people who are showing up mm-hmm. to churches on sundays mm-hmm. with with little con- context of who Jesus is oh, and amen. what God might do for their life, amen. there are lost people showing up to churches. So is what we do on the weekend, wow. is it for the, the the people that are here every weekend or is it for the person who's brand new? What are your thoughts? Oh, bro. Mr. Irresistible, oh, Mr. Um, deconstructing the way I look at church and I'm trying to make it, you know, um, helpful for everybody.
1: So, I, So I'm going to... I think I'm going to answer this in a way from a personal experience, I guess. So you, you talk about there's people that come to church, and they have a very low context of who Jesus is. Yeah. They have very little context in that. I believe wholeheartedly that I was pastoring and had a limited context of who Jesus was in my life. Okay. So I can see that. So I'm going to, so I'm going to talk about this from a, from a perspective of coming in to this church— And I'm not hyping Hope Church. I know we're all not perfect. But what I'm saying is, I came in and I felt lost, basically. I was, in a nice way, kicked out of the last church I was attending. And I felt lost, okay? I I had every reason to hate the church. I had every reason to not go back to church. I didn't give up on God, but I had very little faith in what the church could do for me so i came to hope church basically just to appease my pastor from west virginia who said you need to get connected to a church i said fine i'll find one and i connected to dustin and i've told that story so i came in and i hope i'm i hope i'm answering this and i don't lose my train of thought here But <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go with it we'll see what happens um so i so i came in to this and I was lost, I was broken. I wanted to I wanted to fill in the back row. I wanted to hide. That's all I wanted to do and I, I felt like I looked at this body. I looked at this building and I saw this people, this group of people and they were they were they were Christians. And I'm sure there wasn't. Like I'm sure there was some that weren't. And I was this guy who they didn't know. Nobody nobody knew, knew me here and I was broken. I was sinful, I was bitter, I was lost. By, yeah. by all accounts of the word, I was lost. And I came in churched. I've been churched for, yeah. for, for my whole... I was dedicated in the church when I was 11 months old. I've been churched. And I needed something more. And I felt like God met me there. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there were Christians in that building who were getting what they need and getting what they needed to have in that moment. But there was also this lost guy who didn't know anybody who was in the worst time of his life who found God in this church. So for me, the answer is... is,
0: is Right, the answer is definitely both. It's
1: both. So I don't know really how to...
0: So, like, but how do we, like, I guess what I'm saying is how do we walk in the tension of that? Because what what happens is, what happens is, if we lean, we lean too far Mm -hmm. towards, oh, there's lost people coming here on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. so it's really important, it's really important that, like, we have this gospel-centered deliverance of of, like... The good news of Jesus every week. Like, mm. for example, mm-hmm. with youth group. I'll just t- tell you kind of where we're at, like, with the way I model youth group. Okay. Every Sunday night, there is a a gospel presentation because I know that there are kids that are there Absolutely. that are, are not familiar with the gospel. Yeah. And I also know if there's one thing I want every kid to graduate with is I want them to be able to to tell somebody mm-hmm. the gospel. Like, like yeah. And, You can't tell somebody if you don't know it. So we go over it again and again and again and again because I want kids to know I was lost because of my sin. Yeah. Jesus died for my sin. Yeah. He rose from the grave as a symbol and a seal of the promise that we have that Mm -hmm. we too will have new life, resurrected life. Yeah. If we place our faith in Jesus, not because of our goodness, but because of his goodness, he took on our sin. the gospel. Yep. You know. Yep. That's how it works. So we do that every weekend. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of things on the front end to connect, like, new kids, make it easy to invite a friend. Sure. You don't have to believe in Jesus to be here. Right. The, the, the space that's really for, like, the kids that are here every week mm-hmm. is small groups. It's like you actually have time to contextualize. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about—that's true. You know, to to your life. So, I guess I'm gonna pitch something out there. Okay. What I, if, I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. Well, yeah, you should, because I just told you where. I'm going. I, exactly. Um, but like, what if, like, what if the answer to to walk in the in the tension of what do we do with people that are coming to church on the weekends who don't have any context of Jesus? Yeah. And how do we continue to help Christians grow? Because it's important as a fellowship of believers. I agree. We worship together. You know, we we take the Lord's Supper together, yes. we encourage one another through the reading of Scripture and in, in the Gospel of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, we have all of that, but mm-hmm. I think that if if you're somebody who knows Jesus and is very aware of what's happening, yeah. like on a Sunday morning, knowing that there's going to be lots of people from lots of walks of life, what if we were able to take a step back mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings and say, you know what, what what if we spent more time focusing on that lost person that might be here for the first time? Cause I know that yep. later in the week, yep. I'm going to enjoy a fellowship of believers in my small group. That's going to help me like yeah. grow or yep. like, you know, I'm going to call that friend that I'm close to yep, and you know, they're going to help me grow. I'm going to do my, my own personal quiet time working with Jesus because what I think what's happened mm. in, Christian America mm-hmm. is that we've taken for granted that that everybody has a concept of who Jesus is, mm. and everybody, like everybody, has this relationship with with God. Yep. And so, because yep. people were going to church for so long, mm-hmm. and it was a taken for granted thing, church turned into this place where it's like our Sunday morning gathering is this this collective community of people who mm-hmm. all believe the same things and can celebrate together. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen it done well. Sure. I've seen it, like, you know, um, I think about my grandma's church in Iowa. It's a small church. Sure. It is the community comes together. They're, the longest part of the service is the announcements time. Because <laughs> they're just announcements and prayer requests. <laughs> 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Of just like, you know, we need to be praying for this person and this, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Geraldine Geraldine yeah. came through the fire. Geraldine you came know, through the no, fire. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's like th- those kind and it's it's wonderful. Yeah. But what what has happened is that like that church is the anomaly. That's that's a rare thing, I, I would think. Yeah. You know, we're seeing more and more churches like Hope,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: there are there are some deep relationships here, I but agree. we're also having a lot of turnover, having a lot of people come in yep. who are asking questions, who are deconstructing, who yes. feel hopeless, yes. who are invited by a friend. Yes. So what if the answer down the road for the church is to make our Sunday mornings more like open, yeah. and trust yeah. and trust and and convict our our longer standing Christians, yes. our experienced folks. To do the deep work yep. during the other six days of the week, but on Sunday mornings, yes, we're going to worship together. Sure, but man, this is not this the is only place the where you're getting getting fit.
1: Yeah, you know, and so, so so that's incredible that you said that because so I'm going to give you an, a, an example just happened to me this week. Okay, uh, I'm in Rooted. Okay, yeah. I'm in this group called uh-huh. Rooted, and I'm um, also you know I also have a small group that we meet together on Wednesdays. Uh, Sunday morning came. Um, I was I was up. Um, you know, I worried about my dad was sick, so I was worried about him. So I was waiting on some, some news and it was about three o'clock before I finally got to bed and I woke up Sunday morning and I said, you know, I'm not going to church because I was tired, but here's what, here's what I truly felt in my heart. I said, yeah, I'm going to miss this service, but I know that there's going to be an even deeper work done in the small group that I go to after and rooted you know what, like there is such a, there's such a treasure in those small groups where you do the deep work, where you do the heart work, where you have these tough conversations and you've hit it spot on. Like what if the services are open and geared toward these lost people? And then we, we dive deep into the heart work and the, and the, and the, and the, and the deep stuff in our small groups. Yeah. Um, because, man, there's times where I leave my small group, and I think I've been in church. Yeah. I feel so encouraged. I feel like I've been in the church service. And really, like that's what the church looks like. If you look at Acts, they were meeting together in homes and breaking bread together, and the church was being added to daily. Right. Um, man, like, to me, like, I want that. Right. I want, to look at our, I want to look at church, and I want to say, man, we're breaking bread together. We're 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 having awesome services, sure. We're getting we're getting fed from these awesome, spirit filled services, you know, whatever. But like, man, where's the deep work? Because I, see, I had the church services. I've been used to the church services my whole life, right? Um, but when I w- what I guess I was trying to say earlier was I found that community, and you just you said it in a more elegant way that this is why I have Garrett Laval on the podcast, by yeah, the way. Geez. Um, right. but the deep work comes in the community the deep where comes in those smaller connections for for the for the um you know for the christians for the ones who are rooted that that's where i found this true genuine gospel this true genuine jesus was in those communities in that in that you know small groups of people finding i'm not saying he's not in the church services but just going along the veins of what you said like man that's 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 good yeah and
0: so as you, as you read irresistible i think that that, that theme is going to keep coming up is like you know, okay. And now Andy Stanley's context is a little bit different. And so he's like so if you're if you're a a preacher who your church and congregation is very like internally focused. Yeah. It's it's all homegrown stuff. And so Mm -hmm. um it's it's probably not gonna be your jam. Because you are looking at some deep dive discipleship happening on Sunday mornings because you're not outward facing. And and Mm. that and I'm not that's not a, a condemning thing country club yeah but no hang <laughs> I'm, on, I'm hang so on. yeah right because <laughs> it it can feel that way but again like yeah, i don't think that's don't. always wrong i no, think that I there's some churches that function like small groups
1: yeah it does like I agree you know with their that.
0: sunday morning gathering functions like a small group i agree with that that's fine it's whatever yeah but like what i i am saying is like andy stanley's context he will have a lot of people listen to his sermons yeah that aren't like that aren't a part of a church, that aren't a part of, like, that yes. don't know the love of Jesus, yes. that are trying to figure out where this all fits in life, that are open to spirituality, but they're mm. not really sure about Jesus. And so, like, and we have that here at Hope, too. Right. Not, again, not on the same level that that Andy Stanley does, <laughs> but we have people that are coming in that that need to know about hope, yeah. like the hope of Jesus and not just the church. Mm. And and so, like... um. Anyway, he, he keeps pulling at that thread and it's like, hey, like, what if you did like your your deep studies mm-hmm. with people who are ready for depth? Yeah. And what if you, yeah. you put out, you know, what if your front facing stuff was still well thought and it's still usable for people who believed in Jesus for fifty years. Yep. But you're also like very aware of the person who who doesn't know that Amos is one of the minor prophets. Right. You know. Because mm. they they probably don't know that. Right. Or they don't know that John was Jesus' disciple. So when you say, hey, let's turn to John chapter three, you know, mm. like they they have context of who John is, why he gets to talk about Jesus. Like it's just the thinking, like there could be somebody who knows absolutely nothing about yeah. God who shows up here today. I need to be thinking about that person as I say the words that I'm saying, oh, man. because they, wow. they may not have
1: any context. Anyway, wow. irresistible. You're going to love it. I can't wait to keep talking to you about it. Yeah, I think this is um, going to open up a lot of great, even more conver- great conversations about what the church looks like. Yeah, and, and yeah,
0: and like I said, it, there's, there's, I don't think that there's one book that's changed the way sure. that I speak from the front more than irresistible. Wow, um, okay. Because it, it helped me really truly see, like, what's the Bible matter? To somebody who doesn't believe in God, mm. the Bible means nothing. Right. To somebody who doesn't believe in God,
1: right, not a thing. And dude, and you, so you can shut down a conversation, and you can you can someone will someone will immediately put up walls the minute you try to Bible thump them. Is what they call it in the in the Appalachian Mountains. Maybe well, they call it out here too. That, that's a that yeah <laughs> that transitions culturally <laughs> okay. across borders, I figured. So, I figured. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So I mean, people will. Like people immediately shut down. Yeah, I've had I've had conversations where I, I I always thought that I was less of a Pharisee and a religious guy and yeah. less of a you know, but uh, I w- I looked back and I wasn't. I was just I was just I had a good personality and I was able to connect to people. But then it would shut down. Yeah, when I would try to spit the Bible at them. Well, hold on, the Bible says this. It would shut down. Right you know yeah and and one of
0: the things that he, and i don't want to give away too much of the book because sure. he says it in a better way than i do but mm-hmm. like it's just like everything in scripture was written by somebody who had an, an experience with god mm. lean into that
1: mm. like you yep. know
0: so like the if i say hey you know the gospel says that you know um that god loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son yeah you know whatever like the uh, uh, what's the gospel? Why do I care? Yeah. You know, the Bible says that. Okay, yeah. whatever. But like, if I say like John, who was Jesus's best friend, a guy who walked around with him, mm-hmm. a guy who eventually was was exiled for his faith yep. in Jesus. Yep. You know, somebody who who had a job doing something else. Jesus invited him to follow him, and he did, and he saw these amazing things. He was close to Jesus. He wrote down his experience with Jesus. Mm. That gives context of of who John is. If you've been in church a long time, yeah, you already know that and sure. you can take that for granted. Sure. But as somebody who like outside looking in, you know, John three sixteen says this. Who's John? Why is there a number? You know? Oh man. Like wow. You know, but to to help organize wow. and, and give context to what's going
1: on. So valuable. Yeah. And uh yeah. So I'm excited you for that, you to keep reading it. I uh, yeah, I'll tell you this. I um I have had more conversations that led to fruit since I have went through everything I went through because of the experience of it. Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of I've kind of I've stepped out of that. I'm not going to preach at you. I'm not going to I'm not going to hurl scripture at you. Mm -hmm. But here's what I'm going to talk to you about my experience and how you connect to that is how you connect to that. But here's what Jesus done for me. Here's what happened when I was at the lowest of the low, when I was at the darkest place of my life. Here is this experience. And when you can connect to someone without just hurling Scripture at them, that's different. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I hope you guys understand and know that you should, every time you turn on this podcast, you should have a notebook, you should have your Twitter ready to go, You should have your, however you take notes. You should be taking note on everything Garrett Laval says. Okay, all right. You need to dial that back. I'm not. I really think you're wise way beyond your 31 years. Yeah, maybe.
0: Maybe it's it's the the audio
1: books. (laughs) Or maybe you're just my best friend. Uh, Yeah, I think
0: that. I think that. Yeah, I think that you're uh, a little bit biased. But yeah, no. We we hope that you're blessed by by being a part of our our. Ramblings and meanderings, and yeah. our our you know meanderings, our, our deconstruction <laughs> and our reconstruction, and Dude, our that's good our ten essentials. Yeah. I promise next next episode that we go through the ten essentials. They mm-hmm. won't be so mirrored. Yeah, all right. We are this. I was telling my mom last night though, we're kind of the same person. We're very similar. We have some similar things, but yeah. as I'm looking at my other five and. Yeah, like the other five you're not there. You're not going to be on any of those. And so, all right. like the first five are pretty much the same. Yeah. But the next five you're you're out okay. on. Okay. Okay. Um I know I know one that there is a shared context, but the rest of them I don't think you'll be there.
1: Okay. So, I'm excited. Yeah. I want to uh before we leave, I want to give a shout out to the people in Canada who's listening to us. We love you. Sweet. We got some Canadians. We got some Bermudans, too. Is that, a, is that, is that how you say it? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Bermudan? Bermuda?
0: No, I don't know. Yeah, I probably just messed that up. Yeah, you may have. I'm from West Virginia. Well, they're not listening now. They've uh, <laughs> they like, just turned it we're off. We're done with, with this guy. Can't get us
1: right. But, yeah. uh, Cody, why don't you wrap us up? Yeah. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. You got to remember that uh, God loved us first. God loves us most, and God loves us best. This is the Bad Apples Podcast.